Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories and tell a few of our own. Bambike is a socio-ecological enterprise that has been handcrafting bamboo bicycles since it was founded in 2009. Prior to the pandemic, it was renting out thousands of bikes a month through its EcoBike tours, which won the company a TripAdvisor award in March. Then came the coronavirus. The COVID-19 pandemic wiped out 80% of Bambike's revenue. In this episode, Bambike founder Brian Benitez McLelland tells Business World reporter Patricia Mirasol how the company is bouncing back. Please tell us a bit about your background. Have you always been into social ecological enterprises? Coming out of college, I was really curious to see what could be done here in the Philippines. I was educated in the United States and as a half Filipino, half American, I wanted to come to the Philippines to see what kind of work could be done because I was aware of how Gawad Kalinga was making an impact on the country. So I started out executing a project with them, which then eventually got me really keen to do work in the bamboo industry, of course, with Bambike. It's been a long interest. I've been in the country over 14 years now, and it feels to a degree like the work is just getting started. What got you specifically interested in creating bikes out of bamboo? Bicycles are arguably the most efficient machines to get around on, the vehicles that produce the least amount of emissions and something that's also really enjoyable to ride. So as you can see now with the effect on public transportation and the need for physical distancing, bicycle is coming back with a force in that it serves as a real viable means of transportation. But initially the idea was really just because I find riding bikes really fun and enjoyable and biking to get places adds to the journey. And the market for bicycles, of course, has been growing year on year. So I thought building high value products and engineering the bamboo to create more value, which in turn creates more jobs along the way, was a nice initiative in terms of addressing rural poverty as well as climate change and inclusive mobility. How did you create prototypes for the bikes? The idea was actually inspired by some of the work that others had been doing in Africa. So it's not necessarily a new technology, but it's novel here in the Philippines, at least it was at the time. And I brought in an expert who had been building bamboo bikes for some time to the Philippines to train me and funnily enough, it was just two rural farmers in the Gawad Kalinga community that were interested in an opportunity. And I just grabbed them, brought them to the workshop, and we gave it our best effort. And since then, it's been growing and recruiting from Tarlac and increasing our skill set and capacity to produce. We built our first bike in 2009. And it's been an incredible journey. So tell me a bit more about your bike eco tours. It was around the beginning of 2014. We had actually been selling bikes for a couple of years. And the business idea originally was really just to manufacture and sell bikes. But as many people know, your business plan is never executed exactly as you wrote it. 
So we pivoted back then because I felt that there was an opportunity to come into the tourism market, creating a bicycle tour in the city, which didn't exist at the time. And personally, I had been doing bike rides and bike tours around the world and found it very enjoyable because of the scale at which you can see a place and how much distance you can cover. It's much more engaging than being in a car or on a bus, and it's enabling to get you through neighborhoods and areas more comfortably than you ever could on foot. So 2014, I was searching for an opportunity and Intramuros was really what came onto my radar because it's an enclosed area, about 64 hectares and full of Filipino history and culture and art and architecture. And that story and all of the characters of history that have revolved around that area were so fascinating to me because I had no real prior Filipino history education and I just poured myself into learning what I could and then created my own narrative and began sharing it. And we did it on bicycles. So it started out pretty slow, just a couple of tourists a week. But over time, it's built to having run seven days a week. And we were doing just at the beginning of this year, thousand tours a month and renting about 2,500 bikes a month. So things really had progressed and grown and we were able to diversify what we were offering. And funnily enough, it was in around March that TripAdvisor had sent us recognition of a Traveler's Choice Awards, which was in part because Bambike Eco Tours was able to get the number one spot in outdoor activities in Manila on TripAdvisor. And also with a Traveler's Choice Award, it's amongst the top 10 percent in terms of tours globally on the TripAdvisor platform. So we were really excited about that, but we were forced to cease operations. So we're holding on to hope and anticipating a domestic comeback of tourism moving forward as best as it can and look forward to playing a part in it moving forward as safely and as hopeful as we can to bounce back in the tourism industry. From selling bikes, you pivoted to tourism in 2014, and now you're pivoting back to bike sales in 2020. How did the company adapt to this change? Pre-COVID, the tour revenue made up some 80% of our total revenue. And from March through April, May, into the beginning of June, we really didn't know what to expect. And I guess nobody knew what the total quarantine and lockdown periods would look like. And as things unfolded, we kind of had to shake back into action from really having taken a break during those couple of months and figure out, okay, you know, we've got families and people that depend on us. At the time, we were employing about 30 people. And for me and for our company, we felt that it was time we really take a measure of what we can do and move forward appropriately. So actually during the time of the quarantine, we recognized the value of our assets, which was our bike fleet. We had about 70 bikes or so in our fleet and 
pretty quickly we found that we were able to deploy them to frontliners, nurses and doctors that were having trouble in terms of logistics and transportation between where they lived and where they worked in the hospitals because public transportation was shut down. For no charge at all, we partnered with a number of hospitals across the city in Manila, Quezon City, Pasig, even down in Iloilo with our bike fleet there and were able to provide frontliners these bikes. And it was great to see that they were able to contribute. But a couple months after that, once things started to open up again, our focus really turned to bike sales and for individuals and for workers and for recreation across the board biking became something that was naturally physically distanced it provided a source of exercise and transportation all in the same way plus it's like a great stress reliever and if you're feeling claustrophobic and there's so many benefits to having a bike and so we have repurposed some of our tour staff to really come on board on our sales team and our Gawad Kalinga community in Victoria, Tarlac, has been able to resume work after that hiatus because we're back in production and manufacturing our bikes. And we're still not able to fully employ about 25% of our workforce. And it's something that we are trying to find workarounds to and, and anticipating the bounce back of any sort of activity in Intramuros when the time comes. But our drive now is directing online sales through our website, through our Facebook, through our Instagram, and generating the marketing materials and the communication about who our brand is, what we provide, and how we can be of service to the public and where bikes might play an increasingly important role. If I may ask, how are sales so far? So most of our marketing efforts are organic in the sense that we use our social media platforms, our website, and our mailing list to inform our audience about our products. On occasion, we do take out some digital ad space, but that hasn't been a real focus. In the news, there has been a lot of talk about bikes. There's been a lot of infrastructure being put in, both temporary and permanent, in the bike lane initiatives done by the different LGUs. And there have been a lot of opportunities for biking groups in general to have their voices heard. And Bam Bike's been doing what we can to be a part of that and has benefited from it for sure. So there has definitely been an increase in interest recently in the last couple of months. These times have really opened up the environment for more bikers to feel safer. And I think there's a snowball effect that happens wherein you've got more people riding bikes. So automobiles and drivers have to be more respectful and more cautious around cyclists. So there's definitely safety in numbers. And more than ever before, I've been seeing people biking. And I think it's such a great thing because if you think about it, Metro Manila isn't that big. It's only so many kilometers across and it's a relatively bikeable city, save the danger of riding on busy roads. So now that you have more cyclists with more bike lanes, and hopefully these initiatives continue, you will increase the numbers of cyclists even more and you will have people who maybe weren't really into biking get into it. And we've seen that amongst our customer base 
people who hadn't biked in 20 years who are now thinking this is an opportunity for them to get a bike and to ride around and to feel more safe. And yeah, it's been a great thing to see. And it's something that I think is going to transform Manila and I hope will stay as a permanent fixture in the city. The snowball effect you mentioned is such a great thing. Let's talk about the bikes themselves. We have a whole wide range of bikes going from very leisurely city type bikes that have upright position that are designed to be very comfortable with big saddles and really easy going kind of feels to them that are easy to pedal with baskets and racks for you to grab whatever you want at your local marketplace across the board to say the Luntian, which is a more performance bike. It's an all-terrain geometry and it's designed for cross-country riding, for off-road or for just general all-purpose cycling. Now also really gotten into e-bikes. So electric bikes for me are a game-changing technology because not only do they really serve their purpose of getting you around efficiently, but they're not emitting carbon. They operate basically silently. They've now got such a long distance range, you can use them for real practical commuting purposes. You don't get really sweaty because you've got a motor assisting you. And throughout the pandemic, we've been building more electric bamboo bikes than ever. And I really see this as something growing into an even more feasible form of transportation. And the e-bike enables you to get around with a big smile on your face. I want to talk about the e-bikes more. They're really interesting. You've mentioned that they can cover great distances. When you say great distances, does that mean you can get from, let's say, Alabang to Quezon City and back before having to charge it again? Yeah, that's definitely possible. Again, it depends on the size of the battery and the engine. And also there's the human factor of how much you're actually pedaling. Personally, I use my e-bike basically every day to get around and I charge it maybe once every couple of days, maybe once a week. Is the pivot to bike sales temporary? Will you still be selling BAM bikes alongside conducting bike tours post-pandemic? We definitely will continue, and I see it as being a growth sector of our business model because we really don't know what the future of domestic and international tourism are going to look like for the next, say, year or so. And we predict that biking is going to continue to increase. So... We are investing in trying to make our bikes more efficient in terms of production so that we can achieve a more scalable product. And we're actually starting with the Bambino because it's kind of in a market of its own or rather it's in a class of its own in a different market. So it's not really targeted at the bike market, it's targeted at young parents. And because it's a product for kids two to six years old, and because the mechanisms and the construction of the Bambino Bolt bike are much simpler, we are hoping to be able to achieve scale and larger scale distribution at a more affordable price point 
Talking about efficiency in production, how long does it take to get a BAM bike made? Each of our bamboo bike frames are meticulously handcrafted. They are built over the course of one to two weeks and they take some 50 working hours to produce. That being said, we do have our standard production line and we are creating bikes and we hold a certain number of inventory. And then we need to go and source your components. That's actually one of the big challenges in the industry now is that bicycle components are in low supply in all sorts of bike shops. We're also at the whim of customs because we do import the engine and controllers from abroad. And with customs posing some challenges these days, it's not always the easiest thing to predict. Has this always been the case with customs? If you look at the news and what's being said about customs now, we've historically had a problem with getting products in without hindrances. What we hope happens is that everything is transparent through the importation process and there's no funny business so that small businesses like ours can continue to operate without many hiccups. It's only been more recently that we've had these troubles because we haven't focused much on the e-bike market prior. So we were able to, for the most part, have our supply locally sourced for our bike components. But yeah, that's one of the big challenges that we and a lot of other industries face in terms of logistics, warehousing, inventory management, and importation. Would you say that Bambike has found a way to thrive amid this crisis? I would say that we are full of tenacity and we believe we're going to come out of this doing all right. But to be real, more than 80% of our revenue evaporated. And we don't know when that's going to come back in any meaningful way. So we're very fortunate that we're positioned in a growth market in bicycles. We are able to survive now. We are also very much looking to avail of some of the programs from the Bayanihan too. We definitely would benefit from having more working capital so that we can grow our capacity to bounce back. I'm optimistic because I forever believe that whatever it takes, like we're gonna be able to pivot. We have the resilient spirit of the Filipino and we're fortunate to be able to keep most of our workers employed. I think 2020 is gonna be a year of survival and tenacity and grit and coming up with innovative solutions and figuring out how you can be a part of the digital economy and digitize whatever products or services you had. It's an awakening of sorts. What lessons and insights have you learned? At the heart of our company, we're really a customer service company. And the importance of just maintaining communication and transparency within our team and also with our audience, our customer base and potential customers. Our goal is really to keep all of our people employed as best we can and to pull through this together. And I think... This type of approach in comparison to, say, cutting all costs and furloughing employees, our approach is not necessarily the easiest or most affordable way to move forward, but it's, for us, part of our core values, which are 
really about people, planet, and progress. And that's investing in communities and taking care of our stakeholders and making sure that we're doing the right thing for the planet and the environment and public health in general. And progress is really about being inclusive in our growth and being part of the new green economy that's going to be the next normal and positioning ourselves in a way where you know, we take care of our people and hopefully they take care of our customers. That's a philosophy that we have in terms of you have to take care of our employees and our staff in the same way that we want them to take care of our customers. We are at the end of our interview. Is there anything else you would like to add? Take care of the people around you. Stay safe and support local businesses. While it's easy to jump on the online platforms for shopping and importing stuff through the two major platforms for online shopping. There's a lot to be said about still purchasing things from the Palenque or going to the small shops or finding the entrepreneurs that just opened their new online stores and are trying to continue to make a living. Supporting these types of businesses is more important now than ever. So we should always look to buy Filipino first to support communities and it will pay off in the long run. Be resilient like the bamboo, where you bend but you're strong and you'll stay firm throughout the challenging times. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Bambike founder Brian Benitez McClelland speaking with Business World reporter Patricia Mirasol. A few takeaways from their conversation. Your business plan is never executed exactly as you wrote it. Initially, Bambike was supposed to make and sell bamboo bicycles, but then it pivoted to eco-tours and found success there. And now, because of the pandemic, Bambike finds itself going back to the initial plan of selling bikes to customers. Point being, you have to be flexible, just like bamboo. Bend, but don't break. This episode was recorded remotely on October 1. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.